Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson Razor. Henson Razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome in today for episode 92 of the Podwans podcast. I'm your host, Char Char J, joined by my co-host, Luke. What's going on, everybody? And Harris Productions. Can you believe we're back? Live? Yeah, it's been like what? Since like March 29th? Three Last weeks. We had a live episode? Three weeks. Almost a month. It's been a yeah. while. It's been a long time. A lot has happened since then. But I hope been everyone's a while. Having... <laughs> I hope everyone's having a great Thursday night. Today we're going to be discussing Season 3, Episode 7 of Star Wars Rebels, also known as Imperial Super Commandos. We're going to be diving into a little bit of Mandalorian history, which is kind of ironic with how, you know, recent, you know, episodes of a certain show came out. Mm-hmm. Um, Gar Saxon, Sabine Wren, Fen Rao, all of that fun stuff on Mandalorian history. So, let's dive right, in. let's dive right into it. Luke, are you ready? Yep. Harith, are you ready? <laughs> then let's go. The Jedi Knights are all but destroyed, and yet your task is not complete, Inquisitor. The Emperor has foreseen a new threat rising against him. The Podwans Podcast. And we're back. Okay. I just, I just, don't, I just don't understand. I let... We let the we let the child out for five seconds, and he just goes batshit crazy. In the I love how no one what that who that child is in a few seconds. Yeah. We have two guests on today to talk about Imperial Super Commandos. One is a returner, been on plenty of times. Another one is a returner, but he should be on way more often than he usually is because this is his show. First of all, let's bring in the host of the ATST show. Aiden talks Star Wars <laughs> topics. I and then swear. I was like, that's not a mythosaur. That's my mom. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what? <laughs> What's up, anyway. everybody? Aiden, oh, my, oh, my God. Aiden, I missed you. I, I missed my Lucasfilm Studio Showcase pal of us going crazy and the guy in front of us being like, yo, these motherfuckers are insane. <laughs> yeah. Aiden, how's it going, man? Oh, it's going great, you know. Um, second that, second that, babe. It's the one. He's the one that we wanted. The other two were just mistakes. <laughs> well, thank you for that. I appreciate. Hey, that. apologies <laughs> to the others. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, Star Wars is great. Um, I'm in my uh, last couple of weeks of my uh, college career, so that's pretty exciting. And uh, I'm ready to talk about Whoop. Imperial Super Commandos. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Aiden, and by the way, me and me and Aiden. No, go ahead, Char. Wait, no, you and Aiden are looking pretty cute, Luke, because you guys... I know, that's what I was going to say! We, we, we're matching hats. Matching hats. Yeah. I wear the same hat every day. Yes, sir! Yes, sir! Anyway, Aiden, where can the good people find you on social media? <laughs> well, when I am active on social media, you can find me on TikTok at Aiden Talks Star Wars Topic 1. I know my... Username is very long, and if you don't want to look for it, that's completely fine because honestly, I don't care. Uh, and then you can also find me in the Podwans Discord server um, when I'm ever, whenever I'm there as well. 
And uh, those are the two main places you can find me. Yes, hopefully the Pop One's Discord server makes a little bit of a resurgence because after one after celebration, celebration happened, it kind of just we murdered it. <laughs> we murdered that. <laughs> but anyway, Aiden, thank you for coming on. And our second guest is actually he's he's quite close to you, Aiden. Am I right? Oh yeah, no, we are we are very close. Yes. Indeed. Yes, he was on not too long ago for Rebels episode, and he's been appearing on our Clone Wars episodes, and he's been on for reactions as well. Um, another Arizona State's uh, colleague student. of yours. Yes, students. One good. half of They Fly Now, Cartoon E2. You're muted. All right, child, you're muted. Howdy, everybody. Oh, howdy. Howdy. Hey, Luke. What's the internal temperature of a tom-tom? Oh, my oh God. God. Lukewarm. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> uh, did you, you know what's Carter funny? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. You know what's funny? Is that yeah. that was in when Brooke was Ellie was doing her Grogu Ellie crossover. She had the Star Wars joke book, and it had that <laughs> joke in there. No, 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 Carter, you and Aiden must have planned this because there was no way you guys came in here and their first words were a joke. No, actually, this I was heard Aiden do it. And then he copied just, me. Yeah, I did. <laughs> but I think it's like, it's like, it's, it sets the, the mood. Hey, Aiden, why are you inspiring your ASU chiropractor to do plagiarism? How dare you? Well, hey, I can't control if someone plagiarizes something. You know, that's... <laughs> That's up to the dean of students if they want to take action against that. I, I won't report you, Carter, but you know, <laughs> make sure you watch yourself, okay? They're very, very, very stringent. Uh, oh, man. Oh, man. All right, Carter, where can the good people follow you? So last time I was on here, I was like, just go follow my Instagram at Carter Diver. But this time, I've made some tweaks in my game plan, and you can go follow my TikTok at Car2D2. And I've determined that from now until the end of Ahsoka, I'm just going to post all that. And then go, go from there. Awesome. And Carter, I noticed that you did the uh, the point the finger at the username thing. I feel like I started a movement with that. Yes. Now I feel like everyone wants to shout out. They always point at their name. <laughs> Carter with the plagiarism again. Come on, man. We just talked about this. <laughs> Um, no, no, it's not plagiarism. It's just mimicking greatness. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm oh my god! <laughs> Luke, look what we did by making sure Mr. Pod ones for two weeks I, straight. No, he thinks he's he, for three weeks straight. He thinks he's he's he thinks he owns the channel. I do. Uh, well, I, do. I mean, his ideas have been doing pretty well. They have. And, and, hey, Luke, get respect. I'm wearing you on my shirt. Okay. Yeah, that is very true. I was gonna say I <laughs> wish I had that shirt. I can't find it anywhere now. I, I got it at um, Disneyland when we were at Celebration 2022. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Here's the real MVP of Pod Ones while you're at Celebration. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let everybody shout out Remy. She did a fantastic job editing uh, the Thanks, Mando episodes uh, reactions uh, while we were gone. Who uh, Remington? Also, also uh, go check out uh, Clonecast. That's going to make a resurgence. She's finally going to talk about Cody after 
talking about talking about Cody for like four weeks. I uh, hope that meme just continues. Please just it, let it never die. Um. <laughs> so yeah, be on the lookout for that. Um. But yeah. Um, do we want to talk a little bit about celebration, or do we just want to talk about Mando's season finale thoughts? What what do we what do we uh, what do we, what are we feeling? I mean, I three of us went. Icebreaker. What's your icebreaker, man? Well, the icebreaker was what you guys think of the season finale of Mando. Oh, well, there you go. That's that's yeah. What do you guys think? What do you what do you think, Carter Aiden? I lo- I really I would say I loved it. I would say I really enjoyed it mm-hmm. because I I was like. I had convinced myself that like Din was gonna die, and I don't know why. I just like had this weird gut feeling with like everything that um, whoever like, the I. director is saying that like Bo- like Din is not the Mandalorian in the title, but it can also mean Bo-Katan. I was like, okay, I feel like they're kind of setting this up that Din's gonna die. So when Din didn't die, I was like, oh, like this is really good. I really like the uh, little house at the end. But the only th- and like oh and the fight I really loved all the fights I like they were legitimately I think some of the best fighting that we've seen in the Mandoverse so far. I just was kind of really on my seat the entire time. The only thing I didn't like, well, it's not like I didn't like. I think I just was kind of ready for it. Was an end credit scene with Thrawn. I feel like a lot of people thought that that was gonna come. Um, and then I thought Sabine was going to come in somehow and neither of those two things happened, but really they're not that big of a deal. So I would say, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And I think it is setting up a soak up pretty well, but that's more of the last two episodes with uh, like the shadow council and stuff. So yeah, I, I, I think I really, really liked it. Nice. Awesome. Aiden, what yeah. were your thoughts? Yeah, I have to say um, this has actually been one of my, um, more favorite season finales from all the different Disney Plus shows that we've gotten, especially because of like um, how it makes you feel. It's a very hopeful and happy ending to this um, chapter of this story that we set out on, you know, all the way back in 2019. So I think that's kind of been lacking um, over the past couple of shows about, you know, kind of the overarching message of hope. So that's what uh, really made me enjoy the season finale. And uh, similar to what Carter had said, like the action was awesome this episode. Really cool um, camera shots working like on the backs of the Mandalorians on their jetpacks and getting those close up um, action shots and all that kind of stuff. Um, And I feel like also I enjoy this as well. It's because it kind of feels like now at this point in this next chapter we're going into the Mandalorian as a show is kind of returning to its roots of season one, where it's now um, back to, you know, adventures of, with uh, Din Grogu and Din Djarin, you know, now that um, they'll be working with the New Republic on a case uh, by case basis. So I think it um, closed off um, the necessary parts for us to be ready for uh, the next project we're getting, which is Ahsoka. Um, so now, um, we just have to wait for that. But I feel like it uh, really came together um, in terms of the finale. And uh, yeah, um, those are my thoughts. Awesome. And uh, yeah, before we get into uh, Harris' thoughts, you know who thought the opposite of that? This guy. <laughs> Harris. 
I love how you threw me directly in the fire. I love how you threw me right into the fire and didn't let me do it myself. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. I, I will not deny this episode was good. It was very fun, and I thought it wrapped up the stories in an interesting way. However, it's probably my least favorite of all the live-action finales, because I feel like with every live-action finale, I've come away with like a what's-gonna-happen-next like feeling. But with Mando, I don't feel anything with that. Like, Again, like with season one, it was, oh my god, getting with the Darksaber, what's going to happen with that? Season two, it was going to be, oh my god, it's Bo-Katan versus Din with the Darksaber, and what's going to happen with Grogu and Din's relationship? With Book of Boba Fett, it was, again, it's the same way I felt like with this, where it's like very hopeful, but you still had the whole like theme of like with Din and Grogu going off, like, okay, we're, we're back to the Mandalorian, how that's going to go. Kenobi had the really cool stuff of like wrapping everything up with Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, and then the whole what's going to happen with Reva. And then, obviously, Andor had the, like, what's going to happen with Andor and Lucian. But this, I just was like, okay, this feels like a series finale. Like, it closed the book too well. And I'm like, like, if this was the end of Din and Grogu's story, I would be fine with this. Like, like I have no draw or anything to, like, pull me back into the story. And I feel like they kind of just rushed Gideon's character arc really at the end. And it was like, oh, this is really interesting. He's, like, this third party who has no allegiance with the First Order and Final Order. But let's just kill him immediately. It's like, What? Uh, I don't think he's dead. He's definitely dead. Uh, no, I think that all I think I there's think one that, of those bone pods were, yeah, uh, yeah. Still intact. Is it because he didn't have the mustache? mustache? Luke? Yes, it is because oh he didn't have the God. mustache. Uh, that's the dumbest okay. theory okay. ever. I grow a mustache all the time, and I just hey. Carter, tomorrow... you are incapable of growing a mustache. Tomorrow, tomorrow for law wands. I'm gonna come in with no mustache, so everyone's gonna think I'm gonna clone. I'm a clone. So, to me, to me and Char shave, just so everyone thinks we're clones. I mean, no, I feel like I mine mean, is more uh, I mean, more apparent. I mean, tomorrow's episode <laughs> is not gonna involve any of us. You do know that, right? Yes. Of what? Law ones. So I guess while we're on the topic of it. Tomorrow, uh, we are having a special episode of Law Ones. Um, uh, we are going to have a all uh, female cast, um, a, a, a women's panel talking about Star Wars, uh, the characters, and in universe, uh, in universe and outside of the universe, like putting light on content creators and stuff like that. Um, so that's going to be tomorrow. Um, I think it's going to be around 7.30 ESD. Um, so uh, that'll be uh, start doing clone trooper haircuts. That's Luke, true. Luke, um, but what? Luke, when I come to see you, we're, all, we're both getting like uh, Ivan oh, Drago also, haircuts. Also, I guess it's Ivan Drago haircuts. Uh, no, we are not getting yes, Ivan Drago. Um, we for the Republic. <laughs> uh, no. Um, also, Char will not be on next week's episode because... He's coming to Omaha, and we are going to do a co-stream of uh, Jedi Survivor Saturday morning. So, Saturday, uh, April 29th? Yeah, we also got the triple Survivor streams, because I'll also be streaming Thursday night, Friday night, and then you guys on Saturday. So you guys will get back-to-back, like, three streams straight of just Survivor. Yeah, so uh, that's going to be what's coming on the channel now. Uh, so who's replacing Charmin next week? Uh, <laughs> I wonder who. Looking at, I mean, you're looking at him. 
Carter will be uh, Char for the for that episode. So yeah, he, it will really go from Char. It's about certain rebels art that you didn't know about until now. It oh. will go from Char to Car. Car, Car. Car, Car. No, yes, yes. My foot down. No. So hey. absolutely, Carter, not. practice it with me. Three, Three interesting facts about certain rebels art. Oh my god! Oh my god! Episode ninety-six. Wait, it's episode, 93. Episode, it's 93. Episode 93. Uh, I have a squadron, you clown. I have a squadron edition. Oh my god. Okay, also. <laughs> I love how you draw the line there, but we had Luke, and you uh, didn't draw yeah. the line there. Fuck you guys. I would have shut that shit down real quick. Sean, if you're watching this, <laughs> you're gone. No, no more seats on podcast. Well, well, hey, hey, don't be talking to Luke like that, okay? No, d- what are you talking Luke, about? You shut Luke. your mouth, bud. I'm, I'm telling you, the one thing that that really made that reaction work was all right, Luke. all right, all right. It's a, very, very funny, very funny. Luke, right, do you know what? who John Pork is? Oh no, <laughs> no. You Apparently don't. he's starting. Uh, never mind. Apparently he's calling you right now. You don't know who Ooh. John Pork is? No. Oh my so John God, Pork is like some AI character that has like a pig nose and he's like a regular dude. His name is John Pork. <laughs> nice. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Enough derailment. Enough derailment. Hey, hey, we're giving Kenny all the derailments. Um, he had his so, note for three episodes straight. He didn't so, have it. So um, <laughs> my thoughts on Mando uh, finale. Um. It's kind of in the middle of Carter and Aerith. Um, I was a little, I was a little underwhelmed, but then again, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, my take is is that um, we're not getting season four anytime soon uh, because I think we're going to get the movie before we get season four. Um, uh, because it's like they, I'm pretty sure it's gonna go Ray's movie. Imagine consuming 31 real whole fruits and vegetables every day. More nutrients from fruits and veggies can help our bodies with energy levels, strengthening our immune system, and so much more. Balance of Nature has taken 31 real fruits and veggies and powdered them into capsules locking in maximum nutrition. Try Balance of Nature with 35% off any Frisk preferred order, plus free shipping with promo code YES. Just go to balanceofnature.com and enter promo code YES to get 35% off. Give your body the natural boost it needs with Balance of Nature. Go to balanceofnature.com, promo code YES for 35% off. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Then Mando, then the Dawn of the Jedi movie. Um, so I, I, I think I think Mando is going to be taking a back seat for a while because I'm sure we'll get Ahsoka season two, Skeleton Crew season two, 
Like they need those shows to stand on their own for a while. But I also feel like the way the, the season finale ended, they kind of left it open for Din to appear in any one of those two shows. Well, yeah, no, yeah. no, yeah, and that was gonna be my second point is that they 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 left it open ended to where they could they could have him show up in things. But the and, yeah, way it and... ended is just like, like Harris said, it's like very, like, it, it's it that that felt like a series finale instead of a season finale. Yeah, and um with. Din making a pact with Carson Teva about working with the New Republic too. That opens up a lot of possibilities on where he could show up. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if if um, Dave Filoni's movie is going to kind of be like a like a like a wrap it or including like a lot of the aspects of like this whole like Mandoverse, it kind of would make sense that like the Book of Boba Fett's series kind of ended like. In like a good way, and then season three of Mando ended in a good way. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like both of them could come in if they needed them. I have a really yeah. strong feeling that Din's going to show up in Ahsoka. Yeah, I thought that again because because with Zeb I, being I okay, I, I I don't. <laughs> I don't think so. Because with Zeb being a part of season three of Mandalorian, and him being close with Cars and Teva. And since Din is already uh, made, made a deal with Carson Teva to work with the New Republic, if need be, I I don't know. I think I like know. a hologram at the like, most. Uh, I know another. I think a hologram at most, if at all, for Din showing up in the Ahsoka series. Yeah, I I don't see it because they're going to be too Terra busy. Mask. They're they're going to be too focused on these new two the two new Force users. Um, and uh, all these other great things that we saw in the Ahsoka trailer. I mean, Thrawn. Like, there's not enough. There's not enough room. But I feel like Din showing up in the Ahsoka is going to be the same as Din showing up in the Book of Boba Fett. They need that kind of thread for the live action fans to stay interested in Ahsoka. So them tying Din into I it. Don't could know. Be so. I don't. So I hope we don't get a whole Din episode. And- I don't think we'll get a whole Din episode, but I could, I could see him being like a side character for an episode or two. And also, let's take a moment to uh, recognize uh, who's in the chat. Um, so, Brooke said uh, he's, she's going to be a part of the house with Din and Grogu, or Din and Din and Grogu. Yes, I was about to do that. With Brooke being in here, we have to, of course, shout out Far, Far Away Factory. She has a website where she makes a bunch of her own shirts, earrings, stickers, uh, you name it. She makes it all on her website and her Etsy page. Go ahead and check out farfarawayfactory.com. TikTok is underscore B. Dazzler underscore and her Etsy page is at Far Far Away Factory. Go ahead and check her out. Luke's got merch. Herod's got merch. Plenty of other people in our community have her merchandise and they love it. So go check her out. There you go. All right. Anyway, so uh, that that uh, was our thoughts on uh, Mando season three. Um, but we are here to talk about Imperial Super Commando. Um. Oh, help out Brooke. Yeah, page. help out Brooke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> same. Same. I might start. I might start doing. I, I don't know to pay off my debt, but we'll Luke, Luke, I, I have a great suggestion for you. Oh, Luke, you want to no. do the of? Want to do the ofs? No, no. Luke, that was gonna be my suggestion. <laughs> for everyone. Ofs. No. Anyway, sell them grippers, baby. Anyway, um, we are here to talk about the. We are here to talk about the story Kenny's of beating this up right Imperial now. Super Commandos. 
Harith, are you fidget spinning right now? <laughs> I was making fun of Aim fan. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway, uh, so uh, today we're going to be talking about Season 3, Episode 7, Imperial Super Commandos. Uh, basically, we start off, this is kind of like a Mandalorian backstory for Fen Rao. Um, uh, they've lost, the Rebels have lost uh, contact with the uh, protectors. Um, so Fen Rao, uh, Ezra, and Sabine are sent out to investigate. Fen Rao betrays them because Ezra loses sight of Fen Rao, gets his ass kicked. Of course, Ezra gets his ass kicked. He doesn't get his idiot. ass kicked. He gets, oh, he gets knocked out. <laughs> There's a <laughs> he gets knocked out. Anyway, anyway. Oh, he just gets knocked. He gets stunned. No, he Is gets it... knocked out. Finn Rao, like, bashes him in the head and knocks him out. I just love how Ezra's like, oh, look, pretty planet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just gets clobbered. Um, uh, and then Finn Rao kind of, uh, like, when they land, uh, we see that the protectors were ambushed by the um, Imperial Super Commandos. Fenral blames Sabine. They get found out by a probe droid. Gar Saxon shows up. We get a little bit more context between Fenral and Gar Saxon. Um, then Sabine and Gar Saxon have a little back and forth. We get a little bit more knowledge about Sabine's family. And then they escape. And... That's the end of the episode. Um, but talking about Fen Rao, uh, my first question is, how does Fen Rao's past experiences as a Mandalorian warrior, along with his, uh, his run with it, run-in with the Imperial, Imperial Super Commanders in this episode, show his personal growth and ability to deal with his past afflictions, uh, affiliations well, with his new loyalty to the Rebellion? Are we not doing the two sentences? No. We already did the icebreaker. Do you want to do that? No. <laughs> he wants to do it, Luke. He wants to do it. All right, Carter, go ahead. 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 It just kind of caught me off guard. You know, the boomer just wants his little, like, like yogurt. Just give it to him. Well, uh... Remy, I literally gave him the floor to do it. He's not doing it. <laughs> I like, I, I can't force him to do it. I don't want to do it anymore. All right. Are you going to answer the question, though? <laughs> Could you repeat the question? Oh, my God. <laughs> this is not a trivia tournament. Oh, my God. How does Fen Rao's past experiences as a Mandalorian warrior... Multiple choice, in- please. <laughs> is it A, Sabine? Yeah. How does Fen Rao's... God, Jesus Christ, would you just let me say it? Oh, I'm regretting. I'm regretting. <laughs> how does, uh, how does Fen Rao pass- spell Tristan Wren? Oh, my God. I'm <laughs> uh, how does Fen Rao's experiences as a Mandalorian warrior, along with his run-in with the Imperial Super Commandos, in this episode show his personal growth and ability to deal with his past affiliations with his new loyalty to the Rebellion? We got it. <laughs> okay. uh, I'll go, I guess. Um, I think the big turning point was the fact that um, 
Fenrau saw that Sabine was willing to sacrifice herself for uh, Chopper and Ezra, and that's really what convinced him of that, you know, joining up with the Rebellion is the right thing to do because um, he now uh, has is uh, fully trusts the Rebellion because of Sabine's actions. And um, also, I think across the board, he would pull across all his experience, um, like you asked the question, like working with the Jedi back in the Clone Wars and um, just kind of refamiliarizing himself with um, that the Rebellion is basically the continuation of those ideals that he had once fought for. And also um, Sabine proved that she's loyal to Mandalore. And that's a very big thing for Fen Rao because ultimately, like you said in the episode, his loyalty lies with Mandalore. Um, and that's a very big thing for him. How do you, how do you think that alone is the, obviously that's the biggest factor, but when he deals with Gar Saxon, right? Uh, it, Gar Saxon calls Sabine a traitor. Sabine calls Gar Saxon a traitor. Like it, it, it's kind of interesting to see, especially with this last episode of of like the la- this whole season of the Mandalorian, right? If you want to bring it all together, how like these two factions have like it just goes to show you how long Mandalore has been separated, um, and how long each faction has been uh, at each other's throats. Um, but Carter. Yeah. And kind of building off what Aiden was saying about loyalty, like loyalty is such an important thing for Mandalorians. And I think once, uh, Sabine could convince him that the empire was, was bad and that the rebellion held up a lot of the morals that, um, that, that they also, that the Mandalorians also held during the Clone Wars, that it, that it made him transition and kind of realize that, these Mandalorians are are not good, and we need to. We're not Mandalor- These Imperial Mandalorians need to kind of be done with. And it's also interesting to see how his affiliation uh, with what, like what Aiden and you were saying, is that at the beginning of the episode he was kind of weary of Sabine, right? Mm-hmm. And then when they get to Concord Dawn, uh, it's like he, he blames Sabine. Yes. for for all of the issues that that have happened and then ultimately because it's like Sabine tries to talk to him about hey like you you this was gonna happen either either whether you were here or whether you were gone like you cannot blame this on the rebels like that's not our fault you know what I mean and I think that's and, kind of something that no go ahead Carter go ahead I was just saying this is not the first, or not the last time that we're gonna see Sabine get blamed for stuff on Mandalore whenever she creates the Duchess and a few episodes or we kind of see that reoccurring is that season four that's it's season, season four, four right? yeah yeah, okay. yeah season four yeah season, but like you know, like but there's... and yeah and she's kind of just feeling love hearing it from him and then keep keeps hearing it over and over again yeah. Um, that kind of is why her she gets to that like tipping point in that episode. No, yeah, absolutely. Her Char, got anything to add on that? I mean, they perfectly hit exactly what I was gonna say with the whole Fen Rao at the beginning of the episode, basically being like, "You guys are keeping me prisoners. I let you guys have safe passage, and you guys can't do anything with it. Now all my people are dead. Like, what about that?" And then the whole line about how Ezra is supposed to be a sacrifice 
ploy yes. for Rao. And Rao, Rao. Yeah. and Rao was like, people die. Who cares? Yeah, Let's go. He yeah. called him a pawn. He called him a pawn. I mean, he did like knock him out like 15 minutes before. So, I mean. He doesn't know what's up. <laughs> and, then, and then I also love how like Ezra like keeps just pulling out the same lies from the entire series. He starts yep. off with the whole okay, I'm with Honda. I'm with Honda, okay? <laughs> and then it turns to Lando, then Java. He just goes through all he goes through all of them. You should have pulled out a reference letter from Honda being like, there you go. Hey, see, here's my proof of I'm not a bullshitter. I mean, I'm Honda a, Naka. I bet I love Garth Saxon being like, bro, you just gave me all the information I needed. Without you guys realizing it, you dumbass. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty dumb. But, uh, Char? Um, I mean, I got nothing else to say. I mean, Hera added on perfectly. He he hit the nail in the coffin on that one with, uh, with who Fenrir really is. So, Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But we're going to talk about Sabine now. Um, uh, Carter kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, but my second question uh, has to involve Sabine. How does Sabine's inner conflict with her allegiances to her family and the rebel in the rebel alliance reveal her uh, intricacies as a character and what does it foreshadow for her character development later on well i think like i said it, it definitely foreshadows her having problems with mandalore um and then and, if, and now in a few episodes we're going to see her get the dark saber and everything and you you see that turmoil keep building in that when she's with Kanan and like all of her frustration with, with everything that's happened on Mandalore. So, um, I mean, she's just, she's a wonderful character. And it, this is really the kind of the start or maybe if the few episodes before would be the start of when Sabine really starts to become like a, a great character. I would say before this, she was, I would say Sabine is a good character, but then this chunk in season three is really what makes Sabine a yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, I would say that this episode is basically an, a continuation of Sabine encountering things from her past, like mm -hmm. back in season two, um, reuniting with Ketsu Onyo, like that was a part of her backstory. Yeah. And now... Um, it's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Looking to give back this holiday season? Donate to the Army Historical Foundation. For 40 years, the Army Historical Foundation has ensured our nation never forgets the sacrifices of those who serve. As the Army's nonprofit partner, the Foundation constructed the National Museum of the United States Army. The Foundation's work also extends beyond the museum's walls, restoring artifacts, touring historic battlefields, and remembering all we owe to America's Army veterans. Donate today at ArmyHistory.org. At this point, she's kind of encountering more of her um, Mandalorian ties. And uh, like Carter was saying, this is definitely like the start of um, what her story is going to be further on in this season and also in season four. Um, I think it's it's opening the door 
um, for her to kind of start to come to terms with what happened because now she has someone to talk to in Fen Rao, who is, you know, from her culture as a Mandalorian. And I think that's um, really important because, you know, it's one thing um, to talk to the ghost crew, but it's another thing uh, to have someone who's lived in that culture, lived in that experience to kind of uh, be able to talk with them as well. And especially like further on in this season with all the Darksaber stuff that's going to happen, I think it's really important and um, that Fen Rao is around. Uh, and it's it just really emphasizes what a great character Sabine is and the arc she's going to go on in the next, uh, this season and the next one. Oh, yeah. And, and you hit it. You really nailed it there because, I mean, uh, like we kind of touched on a little bit earlier, um, Gar Saxon throws out the fact that her mother is looking for her. And <laughs> Sabine is instantly like, uh, that's a lie. And then she comes on and she goes on to find out later in the episode that um, uh, that it's like she has to go through like hearing that her mother like like how the affiliations that now they're with the Empire. It's, it's very, very hard for her to kind of balance those lines because he throws in throws in her face if she wouldn't have left the Imperial or if she wouldn't have left the Academy she'd be wearing this armor. Um, she wouldn't be like her family wouldn't be in the standing that they are now. Like, and he throws all of that at her, but she's not phased by it because she's been out for so long. She's found, uh, another family to kind of rally behind. Mm -hmm. And what? I would disagree with the whole, like finding another family. I think it was more or less. Cause like, if you pay attention to how Sabine was in trials of the dark saber, anytime they confront her about her past with the Mandalorian, she always just deflects and denies it until she blows up on Kanan. That's how she was in trials of the dark saber as well. Remember? Cause like Kanan's constantly pressing her about like, you built a weapon that would kill like the Mandalorian. And she kept denying, denying, denying until she was a massive fireball and she blew up about it. So I think Sabine is just denying. Like she's just in a denial that like all this is happening. So she, she was like, because she was like, yeah, like the line of like, oh, you could be wearing these colors too. And she was like, and she's like, eh, my color full anyway. She just like blows up and like gets out of there and like runs away from it. She's basically trying to run away from her past at all times until she gets confronted with it by Kanan. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think that, 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 Char, you got anything to add on that one? Um, I mean, Sabine's character in this episode is really interesting because it's like her coming to terms with how mandalorians truly are it's eye-opening and then when you see her dynamic with her family with ursa and tristan and how they're willing to be more loyal to the empire than their own daughter it's 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 eye-opening and it's it shows the true colors of the mandalorians because i mean as of recently with the mandalorian you can see how divided mandalorians are <laughs> Yeah. And they're willing to stay loyal to a cause despite who the opposition is. Like, if it's Mandalorians on Mandalorians and one is serving the Empire, like, it, it doesn't matter who's who at that point. It's just, I want power. I'm going to take you out no matter what. It's not a what Bo-Katan did and just unite them all. It was all division and separation. And it's crazy how well, bad they treat themselves. And that's why I like having Ezra in this episode as a third party 
Um, it's not just Mandalorians because Ezra's like, wait, what the heck? Why are you guys always fighting each other? And like, whatever. Yeah, he was, just, the, he was yeah. the mediator. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ezra and Kanan are just like, why are Mandalorians the way they are? Yeah. Like, that's then, always the joke. He was playing this, lawyer. Yeah, so, or Ezra says something like, or Ezra asks Sabine, like, like what's going on with all this? And, and she's like, well, it's complicated. It's like, yeah. 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 I mean, that's that's the way of Mandalore. They fight, they try to get on top, and then they all it all comes crashing the fuck down. All um, for one little stupid little blade uh, that gets crushed. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> that was that was pretty intense. But that's gonna be it for the story of Imperial Super Commandos. Now let's get into the lore of this episode. Char, ready? Let's do it. And we are here for the lore of Imperial Super Commandos. Today's lore is Reluctant Choices. Oh, yeah. Get, get yourself thinking what that means. What does that mean, huh? What does Reluctant Choices mean? Uh, making a reluctant choice. Oh, is that right? In there. Um, it's, it's, it's literally what in, you just said. In this episode, we have the protector of Concord Dawn, Fen Rao, who initially fights the Ghost Crew, but eventually realizes the true threat is Gar Saxon and his band of soldiers. In Star Wars, there have been many times where characters were indecisive on something that will change and or benefit our heroes. Which, in fact, you know, Fen Rao teaming up with the Ghost Crew to help them finish their mission. Some examples. Han going to save Luke during the Death Star Trench run in the New Hope after wanting to leave with his payment. Din Djarin allowing IG-11 to heal him in Season 1 after having a strong distaste for droids. Anakin traveling to Palpatine's office before Mace Windu defeats Palpatine. And, like, there's millions and millions more, uh, and I just, I don't really have the effort to name them all. <laughs> um, but if there is one moment in Star Wars where a character did the opposite of what they did what would it be um gonna gonna take the obvious one here um vader not killing palpatine yeah dive, dive more than that please what would like, happen let, like let's think about it vader does not vader basically is still the the the, the heel and he doesn't kill palpatine and luke dies and the empire survives and they live probably for another what 20 years probably they probably reign indefinitely like there's nobody that's going to take out the empire at that point you know well maybe maybe lando and naya nub will have something to say about that but i mean i don't know also leia but like let's be real here they take out luke or 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 like uh, you're just playing the what if game now. That's basically that's what a, you're that, asking, yeah. Right? That that it, that's what it is. Like what? Yeah. I'm okay. I'm asking you what if a character did or chose a different path as to what they did. Like what if Han didn't go to save Luke during the Ooh, trench I, run? I mean, what if Anakin didn't go to Palpatine's dies. office? That, that what what if what if Palpatine? <laughs> what if Din Djarin didn't get over his fear of droids and let uh, IG Eleven heal him? Like there, there, there wouldn't. Yeah, he would have died. <laughs> no, but also, why? Why does Kenny always bring up Ventress it's, and Dooku? Let, he, he loves, loves Dark Disciple, man. Let him love it. Oh, 
my god. By the way, by the way, for everybody uh, jumping down uh, Harris' throat on the Instagram reels of our last guest. I was waiting for someone to yeah. die in somehow. Um, uh, Ventress is a humanoid. She's not a alien. Yeah, Luke. Next time, don't don't ask. Are they an alien? Because it's a very well, I, I just, question. Well, I just I, that's what popped in my head. Okay, so I've been like having to defend Harith on Instagram. Like, if like, I did Dryden Boss, Dryden Boss is not an alien. He's considered no, a near human. No, like 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 um like the definition of a humanoid is that it's a it's a creature that has human aspects. But there's right. also yeah. there's also Dryden Voss, who literally is a human, but he has alien features, which make makes him near human. Yes, yes. So yes, it's yes, kind of yes. hard to when you ask that question, it's kind of weird. But anyway, Carter, um, I'll go with yeah, you first. Sorry. What situation in Star Wars where you would reverse it that would change everything? Wait, reverse it that would change everything? Yeah, like like very like what Luke said. Like, what if? What if Han didn't go to save Luke during the trench run? Oh, man. Like, what would be a scenario where you would want it to end up being the opposite? Like, what if Anakin oh, didn't go have... to Anakin's office? I mean, I have a really good one. What if Ezra just killed Thrawn instead of going into hyperspace? Good God. Okay. Would that okay. not just make everyone's life easier? I don't think that's, like... What I'm aiming for. I'm like, what if yeah. you I, I honestly cannot think of it. I mean, that's a good one. I would have said, what if Ezra would have. <laughs> because it goes against what Ezra's like, Ezra is sacrificing himself, which I would say is different than anything he's kind of done. What if Thrawn sent Agent Callus instead of himself? What? what? Wait. Hmm? What? What are you trying to say, babe? Wait, what? <laughs> are we talking about the Battle of Adalon? Like, what? Like, yeah, what is she you... referring to? I don't know. No idea. I, I'm sure we'll get a follow-up. <clears throat> oh, it's, it's oh it's... Eli. Oh, yes, uh... yes. Happy 420 for those that. Uh, okay, um, Aiden. What? What is your? reluctant um scene where you think the character either should have made the right choice or the wrong choice um mine's gonna be kind of interesting and like you're saying it's the I opposite do like interesting. Of, of what they did i would do um what if palpatine had killed them all um on mandalore and hadn't Ooh. taken them prisoner um, that is a good how one would that change the dynamic of huh. the shadow <clears throat> collective or going uh, just before that happened, what happened? What would happen if Previsla had defeated Maul in combat? Um, how would that change things? Or like, what if? But like, in, in terms of like reluctant choices, what if Maul didn't kill Previsla? What if he what spared if, him? What if Maul what if, didn't kill uh, Satine? There you go. What if Obi Wan killed Anakin? Oh, good God. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there wouldn't I mean, be that's, Vader. I, that's pretty obvious. I mean, speaking, I'm surprised I'm going with a prequel what if. I had a lot of virtual trilogy ones in my head, but if we're going prequel-wise, what if Anakin didn't kill Dooku? 
and getting Ooh, given to his anchor. Oh yeah, what if? That's yeah, a that, that's a really good one because well, he was uh, he was he was very half and half on doing yeah. it. Uh-huh. Um, that, that's that's the reluctant choice. What if what if Din Djarin and Obi Wan were brother in laws? I can tell you right now, you if you there's <laughs> going to be content made here shortly. Of of, of 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 two of of, of of four people in this community, it's just gonna be it's just it's gonna be interesting. This thought plagues me every hour of every day, <laughs> and I feel like we should like insert Chris's quote from the reaction, and just like that, a thousand chapters of fiction oh was born. Imagine if because remember when Obi Wan in um in Kenobi when he was talking to Leia, uh, was like, I think I had a brother, but I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, so now, so now, so now, wait, hold on. So you talked about that, right? Thanks for bringing that up, because there's a theory out there, and I kind of dig it. Okay, so you know how he talks to Leia about, like, him having a possible brother, right? Mm Mm-hmm. You know that guy in the Ahsoka trailer? Balin? Yeah. Mm, What if he is, what if he is Obi-Wan's younger brother? Nope, don't like it. <laughs> nope. nope, don't like it. I think it'd be interesting. I think it'd be an interesting take. It's better than oh oh just oh, okay. All right, all right. No, no, no. Aid. At least it's not. Oh, this is Anakin. No, this is just an alternate timeline with Anakin Skywalker. We don't do that here. We don't do that here. No, we don't. Like, uh, it looked like Kanan's lightsaber. Interesting. There's a, I don't know what the guy's name is, but... Oh my like, god, no. It looks like Kanan's lightsaber with a red kyber crystal. Well, okay, so I'm pretty sure it's, I'm pretty sure it's orange. It it's not red. Orange. It is orange. Yeah, it's orange. Yeah, it's orange. orange. Dave Filoni yeah. said he did that on purpose. Yeah. Well, because they're not Sith or Acolytes. Are they acolytes? That's my theory, at least. Why don't, don't we know. wait till the show comes out oh, to find out? So, oh, so so it's not true. It's like, oh, they're acolytes. Wait, it's it's a theory. <laughs> anyway, because <laughs> yeah. 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 looked at earlier. It was like, well, you know, a certain person's coming in for uh, you know Ray's movie. Oh, oh, by the way, <laughs> yeah. by the way, there's a rumor. There's a rumor that John Bega is going to join uh, Daisy Ridley for New Jedi Order. Source. It's a rumor. It's a Trusty rumor. Bro. It's, a rumor. It's, a, it's a rumor. It's a rumor. But I wouldn't be surprised if that were true. But uh, because but anyways, he does. Luke, love did you me. also hear the rumor that Ezra's going to train Grogu? Uh, that's a garbage take because fucking no, 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 no. Ezra can't even get himself out of a wet paper bag, no, 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 let alone no, no. train Trust somebody. Trust, no, I heard it. I heard it the other day. It's okay. It's okay. Luke hates. Hey, him. he got a really good source over there. It starts with an M and ends with an H. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's okay, Carter. For some reason, Luke, Luke despises Ezra. I, I don't despise Ezra. Ezra. It's just so why did you, so you despise? Why getting all defensive, Luke? Oh, because he literally because he, he literally can't get out of a wet paper bag. Come on, what does that mean? He's not. He's not training. What do you mean by that? He's not training. not training. He's not training Grogu. The only person that could train Grogu was is Ezra. Was no. Was Luke Skywalker because Luke Skywalker knows more than Ezra hey, Bridger does. Okay. Ezra Bridger's too busy training Jason Sandula, okay? Oh, no. Like Ezra's tapped into the dark side before and knows the consequences of it. Mm. 
paid actor portrayal. I didn't see it coming. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me. The mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills. Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. Uh, Luke literally did the same thing. What and Ezra's master, right. and Ezra's Ezra master, taught which, taught, guy. which Kanan taught Ezra how to correctly deal with attachments, which could also make a lot of sense with Kanan. Um, so did Luke. Luke okay, literally you're not did the same him. thing. Shut up. Anyway. $20 Anyways, here we digress. 20? We digress. You want, do you want to put $20 right now? It's all falling apart. Groups. Harris, what is your reluctant choice moment? I already said it. It was Anakin reluctantly not killing Dooku and giving in to the Jedi way. I said it like five minutes ago, but we hold on to the discussion about Ezra Bridger. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> you know what? Twenty you bucks. What, Twenty bucks says that he does not. You know what my reluctant Dogu. moment is right now. Put it you down, Carter. Carter, Carter Charles wants to say his all moment, right. guys. I'm saying. All right, all right, all right, all right. Good. All right, Jake. You don't want you want to know my reluctant choices? Not making a bigger effort to meet Carter's mom. <laughs> oh, the door was open. The door was open. I don't oh, think so. God. It was All closed. Right, well, and I had to ram it down. <laughs> well, oh, well oh. All right. And on and on that note, that's it for Lord Jesus Christ. That's great, Lord. First, right. Anyway, first let's dive into the interconnectedness of this episode. First episode back in three weeks. God damn. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. And welcome back to Interconnectedness. How the fuck do I transition out of that shit? Anyway, let's let's talk about Mandalorian culture, guys. In this episode, with Finn Rao's arc and how Sabine Wren faces off against Sarah Saxon and his Imperial Super Commandos, how does this episode's exploration of Mandalorian culture and conflict interconnect with the themes of the events of the Mandalorian, in particular in terms of the character Din Djarin and his journey with other Mandalorian and their cultures? That was enough. What about, what about Moff Gideon wearing what looked like Gar Saxon horns on his helmet? Yeah. Which was yeah. also very, very cool. Because right when that came up, I was like, I was like, damn. Like, which, I mean, it makes sense, but. No, that, no, I thought that was really cool. So, him worried. Where'd Char go? Char Could you repeat the question? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Mouthful again. <clears throat> How does this episode's exploration of Mandalorian culture and conflict with the Empire connect to the themes and the events of the Mandalorian, particularly in terms of the character Din Djarin's journey and his encounters with other Mandalorian characters and their cultures in season two and season three. It's 
Aiden, do it again. <laughs> no, no. Please, please get the planet of origin. <laughs> I must yeah. Mandalore. 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 Can I please get the planet of origin for this question. Uh, Mandalore. 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 Anyway. For <laughs> Mandalore. All right. Anyway, answer the question. Luke, I'm going on you first because you're being very pushy about whether to answer the goddamn question. I forgot the question I mean, how do, how does it connect? How does yes. it interconnect with with what? I mean, other cultures of Mandalorians. Come I on. mean, I mean, it's it's it is an interesting thing. Like, obviously, we kind of touched upon it a little bit in the story section. Like, how very divisive like the Mandalorian culture is. I mean, we started off with the Clone Wars, right? Even before that, um, they had the Mandalorian Civil Wars, which um, is the whole reason why Obi-Wan and Satine have a relationship in the, be- in the beginning. Like, there has never been stability in Mandalore since Tar Vizsla had died. Like, they, like all the clans were all kind of scattered doing their own thing trying to take over power it there they had never been like really connected as one up until this point in the mandalorian where they've kind of finally figured it the fuck out after a couple decades and shit you know what i mean and a bombing of their entire planet yeah that kind of that kind of helps but i mean it's just interesting to see the, the the development of like the seeing the culture kind of move you know what i mean from where we are in clone wars where we're at in rebels right now and then where we're at in the mandalorian like it's it's the the the, the story of that culture is is one that is very interesting i mean we even get fen Rao saying at the end of the episode you finally learned the way again like literally yeah, he said he literally yeah, said yeah, this yeah, is the way that, essentially yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Dave Filoni was like, yeah, I'm going to use that it's, later. It's very consistent. When you're going to Mandalorians, you kind of know what you're going to get. And this episode is no different. Aiden, please tell me you didn't forget the question again. No, no. Interconnectedness. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know, at this point, um, this is before the purge. So really the only Mandalorians that are kind of in the loop with everything are, you know, Clan Saxon, Clan Wren, House Fizzla, um, House Krees, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, Din Djarin and Paz Vizsla and the armor are all hanging out on the moon of Concordia. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, we get to the point where the purge happens. Uh, they get scattered and, you know, they, they meet up uh, in the Mandalorian and kind of reunite into a place of stability uh, by the end of, end of season three. So... Yeah. Also, speaking of, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw like an audible on this question as well and add something else that's different because I've been thinking about this before the Mando season three finale. Look, I don't give a shit about Grey's Anatomy, but I'm gonna tie this in somehow. The contract with the actor who plays Finn Rao finally just got a Grey's Anatomy. So, do you think it's possible we could see Finn Rao in live action in the uh, Mando season four? Is that the only reason why he wasn't on? In <laughs> yeah, because literally. 
Really? Apparently, yeah, apparently he had like, a really strict contract with Grey's Anatomy where that's the only thing he could be on for a long time. I've actually time. heard that because then people get mad at Grey's and then they just kill them off. Yeah, that's why they literally have them kill half their characters off. So oh, that's well, why... So that's, it's, because so Grey's, it's, it's, it's because Grey's Anatomy is fucking garbage. Okay? Grey's Anatomy, L, E, R, hey. so much better. I mean, it is garbage, but guess what? We're getting Fenra out of it, so you know what? It's a W. Uh, I don't know. I don't... I mean, the actor literally looks like the character. <laughs> well, it's, wait, 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 wait. I thought the voice actor was going to do... That's what I'm saying. The voice actor literally looks like Finn Rao. <laughs> oh, oh, so it is... So the voice actor is playing in Grey's Anatomy? Yes. Oh, okay. Somebody's getting a phone call. Are you okay? Me? <laughs> <laughs> Who's getting a phone call? I don't know, but your mom. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, yeah. What? What just okay. happened? <laughs> ah. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, he really oh. does look like. Obviously, I mean, yeah, yeah. I could see him showing up in season four. Also, I have to say those socks that the Mandalorians wear on their heads in Rebels are kind of dumb looking. That's I also noticed that as well. But like, I also noticed like all the characters have something covering their neck at all times. Yeah, it's I, was, I, mean, I thought that was strange, just odd. Strange ass shit. But with that, question the way. That is the end of her segment. Now, time for everybody's favorite segment. Three interesting facts about a certain Rebels arc that you didn't know about until now. Part Ooh. 31, Imperial Super Commandos Edition. Fact one, the original concept for this episode. The first draft script for this episode originally had Sabine and Fen Rao playing Dejeric, but it was changed to be something more germane to Mandalorian culture. Based loosely on the Legends game Kubikad from the Republic Commando novels, this game was jokingly called Stabble, by some of the production team. Fact two, comics coming in to fruition. The character of Gar Saxon was developed for the Clone Wars episodes that never entered into production, but were adapted into the comic series Darth Maul, Son of Dathomir. Fact three, HBO reunion. The guest Mandalorian performers in this episode represent a reunion of two cast members from the HBO series Rome. Kevin McKidd, who voices Fen Rao, played Lucius Vor Voranus, while Ray Stevenson, who voices Gar Saxon, played Titus Polo. I don't know if any of you guys have seen the HBO series Rome. Yeah, it's pretty good. That'll pretty be good. the three interesting that is the three interesting facts about Imperial Super Commandos. Alright, now it's time to rank the episode. Carter, Aiden, what is your ranking? I would give it a uh, captain. So it's good. Why do you see it like that? So it's good. Yeah, I would say it's in between a captain and an admiral. Yeah. Okay. In between a captain and an admiral. Okay. And we, one more thing. We also didn't touch about the fight scene at the end when Ezra and Sabine are like on top of each other. Fight. Like it's like it's just. Like, what you mean by that? Yeah, what? Yeah, are you? That fight scene is so cool. Like, oh, what are you trying to? Are you foreshadowing? Are you foreshadowing anything? I think, 
I no, mean, my it's list. just a great fight scene. We just didn't talk about it. I mean, hey, I, hey, hey, Carter, we like to keep it uh, at least PG thirteen right now. You're you're pushing it to R. Also, if you didn't do that, Sabine and Ezra ain't like that. They're fucking siblings, people. Let's just kill that theory now before it becomes more popular. No, I'm just saying. I'm just talking Luke over here in the corner. I'm talking about the, the Nebraskan, the one that was implying that. You're bird. Oh, like I was the only one implying that. Yeah, anyway, Ada. You're, I was not that. You're ranking. Uh, I'll go with senior captain, even though it's not an option. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a good episode. Um, it's not great, but it's uh, it's it sets up a lot of important things that is going to happen for the overall story of the Mandalorians um, in Rebels and. Uh, further on, so I think it's a good episode. Harris? I'm giving an ensign just because of Gar Saxon being in the episode. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It's, it's an admiral. Oh, admiral, okay. Nice. Uh, that's kind of a stretch. Uh, wow, I have different opinions than everybody, then I get I get li- labeled for stretching stuff. Oh! Chart, go. Uh, I'm going to give it a captain. Uh, I think it yep. is, a, is a really good episode, and yep. also it sets up... Uh, Everything that happens prior to the Night of a Thousand Tears. That's exactly what I was yeah. going to say, Char. Captain oh, you're welcome. Captain. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for saving me words because I really don't feel well. Yeah, All right. To talk. All right. Uh, that is going to be it for this episode. Uh, Carter, Aiden, thank you for joining us. Uh, where can the good people follow you on the social medias? Uh, okay, I'll go. Uh, the good people can follow me on TikTok at Car2D2, where I will be uploading for a good while, probably until the end of Ahsoka, maybe after, depending on how it's going. How, how it's going. Um, and then you can follow my Instagram if you want to. It's just at Carter. <laughs> Why don't you make a separate one for Car2D2? Content, so, baby. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not like that. And be like if you're that. gonna if you if you're gonna if you're gonna give to the content game, you gotta go all in or not at all. Also, Carter, you're missing out on content. Right. You can just dump your stuff on reels. It's easy content. That is pretty easy content. Um, Aiden. Well, when I do want to put in the effort of actually having a social right. media presence, you can find <laughs> me on TikTok at Aiden Talks Star Wars Topic One. Uh, I post random stuff uh at varying times it could be like eight months since my last post so don't expect consistency from me (laughs) across my entire life um and you can also find me in the podwans discord server that now um is apparently dead uh but if it ever is revived you can find me there um, and uh, he will be signing a lucrative deal with Pod Ones to start the ATSD show. You heard it here first. That man is getting his own show. Source, trust me, bro. Okay, very good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, of course, you can find me on Hair Productions on TikTok and Instagram, where you can find me dumping all the stuff from Celebration in Ireland. And then you can find me on Twitter at Hair underscore Edits, where I scream about the SF series. And then you can find me here on Podcasts, where I also scream about the SF series. Yeah. Well, yep, well Harris, how, how are the people going to spell your name? It's like 
Aaron, but with it. What? the stutter. Where's your name? I can't. I'm see not. You. I'm too. Hey, Char. Guess what? You can point at your goddamn name when you do it. Yours. I'm not pointing to my name, so don't even try that. Stop trying to, Char. Your your influence stop, is not working. Stop. Here. Stop. All right, Char. Where can people follow you? Good people, you can find me on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at Char Char G, as spelled right here. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Carter. And you can find me here at the Pod One Podcast every Thursday night as we cover our Star Wars Rebels rewatch. Next week, you will not find me there, but we will be covering season three, episode eight of Rebels, titled Iron Squadron, where you will find another different cast of guests and these two buffoons and this guy who will become Char. And you can find us at the Pod Ones on all social medias. Uh, this is your first time being here. Thank you. Uh, hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification as well so that you never miss any of our content. Uh, go check out our season finale reaction of The Mandalorian. Um, we're going to be kind of in this lull period for a couple of months before Ahsoka ramps up. So, But let me tell um, you, everyone, we have some... We have some ideas stirring. Oh, we've so got some ideas. Don't, don't uh, we won't we won't go into detail about it, but we have me, a lot of me right. and Char are cooking right now. We have some yeah. we have some stuff in the works. Yeah. So with that, on to the next one. May the force be with you. Always. Always. This is the way. Fuck off. Pete after portrayal. I didn't see it coming. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me. The mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills. Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply.